Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. The Women in Sport podcast with Joe McCarthy on the Big Red Bench. Welcome to another edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Jer McCarthy, and you can follow me on my social media, Instagram and Twitter accounts at JerMcCarthy74. Pride of place in this week's episode goes to the Cork Under-16A Camogie Players and Management Team after their thrilling Tesco All-Ireland final win over Kilkenny. I caught up with manager Donny Daly and got his reaction to a memorable campaign. The Cork Senior Lady Footballers qualified for this year's TG Cahar All-Ireland LGFA quarterfinals following victory away to Tipperary. I got after-match reaction from six Cork players plus head coach Paddy O'Shea and manager Evie Fitzgerald. The Cork Under-14 and Under-16 LGFA panels have been busily preparing for their upcoming Munster Championships. I interviewed both Under-14 manager Lisa Walsh and Under-16 manager Dennis Mulvihill ahead of a hectic schedule for both squads. So that's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast. A Camogie squad claimed the Tesco All-Ireland title following a terrific encounter with Kilkenny at St. Brendan's Park in Burr. Cork emerged 2-12-2-10 winners after a marvellous matchup, but the All-Ireland trophy was just reward for all the time, effort and dedication put in by a panel of players, management team and the Cork Under-16 manager, Donny Daly. Now it gives me great pleasure to introduce to this week's podcast the All-Ireland Camogie Under-16A winning manager, Donny Daly. Donny, how does that sound? Yeah, good, good, Joe. I suppose um, we should say we retained our titles. That we <laughs> <laughs> Always with the stats, Tony. I was coming to that. Don't worry. God. Listen, um, it, it, any All Ireland title, it, you know better than anybody what it takes in the background, getting everything organised, and especially during COVID, to come out the other side of a championship like that, and then to beat a Kilkenny team after such an absolutely absorbing final, it must be the nicest feeling in the world. It is, Ger. Um, you know, every, everyone was telling us afterwards it was a classic. You know, it didn't feel like that yesterday. Um, the heat, as you know, was torturous. You know, 27 degrees after a long bus journey um, from you know from 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 Silver Springs all the way up to up, up to up to St Brendan's Park in Burr. You know, it was it, it was no joke. Um, you know, getting out onto the field it was like ferns. Um, to get, like, <laughs> for both teams to serve up. What I said, what, what what people are calling a classic, you know, it's it's a testament to to the, their 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 attitude, their skills, whatever you want to call it. It was it was it was just an unbelievable occasion yesterday for for the spectators and for for all of us really up there. Yeah, and as you mentioned, that's a serious Kilkenny team that you beat. You won two twelve to two ten. Um, it's obvious there was little in it. There was only two points in it at half time, and things were going nip and tuck as the cliche goes right the way through the second half. But I'll point to one couple of moments, and it's probably that Rose Kelly goal for Kilkenny. Just when they found the back of the net, Cork immediately found a response through Fiona Tuig when you got a goal. I mean, that I would say it was a turning point, but it was a reminder that Cork were in this final right up to the final whistle. It was, and again, it, it just showed you the character of, of these girls. Um, if, you were, if you look at the, the previous games we played against Galway in the semi-final, Dublin, Waterford, Tipperary, you know, at no stage were we under any pressure. First five minutes, fair enough. But at any stage during those games, the girls were close to victory. And we didn't really know um, whether they had the character. Um, no, we know what we wait for. We, we had, they hadn't been tested with regard to the character of being put under that kind of pressure, and we didn't know how they would react to it. But when we saw that, when when that ball went in, that Rose Kelly goal went in, and then we went immediately down, and then um, if you want to get this, you know, unbelievable goal, it was it just showed. If we looked at each other, and said, "Yeah, look, 
these girls have it. You know, they have, I said not, not not to have the game, but they have the character that you know whatever's thrown at them, they can regroup. And you know, if you do this, we can we, we, we can go one better. And that, that, that's and that's the character of those of those girls. You know, it's and um, it was like to do, to, to do that in the final. And um, we there was nothing in it at any stage. And you know, we let us towards the end by about five points. But it was never it was never comfortable. Please, you know what I mean? And hmm. um, Kikini were always dangerous. They were always looking to, to expose us, and they could have. They had a penalty, and um, it was you know poorly taken. And um, they had a they had a ball come off the upright, um, you know, in the closing minutes. So at any stage, the game could have been gone from us. Um, mm. And you know, like, people coming up to us, you know, in the last week or so, were saying, you know, you've won all your games, competitively, you should be walking the park. We know us, the manager knows it, and the girls know it. That Kikini, you're never going to get an easy Kikini team. Um, and you know what? 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 Like the girls, what they did yesterday um, against a very, very good Kikini team um, was just unbelievable. It was, it was a great, great day. You talked about pressure. What about uh, Kikini had a free right near the end, and then your goalkeeper, who we spoke about previously on the podcast, Jill Connaughton, um, had to get catch a, a, a very important ball late on. Um, your defense, as you said, you may not have been tested as much as you would have liked in the lead into it. But when it when the chips were down, uh, this is when you find out about the character of your players, and you've never doubted the character of your players. To be fair to you, since you finalized that panel, but yesterday was proof positive that they have the character to go, not alone win an under sixteen, but to go on from here. Without a doubt, obviously, I mentioned Jill last week, and I don't like mentioning mentioning girls and specifics but Jill was again was outstanding yes, it was very cool very um, you know composed under under a lot of pressure from, from Kikini um, but the full back line um, Amy O'Sullivan Quiva Donoghue Sinead Hurley was was outstanding Quiva Donoghue I must, I must mention again she was so so commanding in, in full back she came out when we were under pressure um, but I suppose look I need to, I need to mention Millie Condon um, mm. who probably she she sacrificed her own game yesterday. We had a chat that we we gave her a job to Mark um, Lauren Ronan. Um, Millie could win a game on, on her own field, but we said no. Millie, you need you need to mark this girl. She needs to be no more than two meters, two two, two millimeters away from it at all times. You need, uh, and she and and Millie did exactly what we asked for. She didn't she didn't question us. She had a job to do, and she did it for the team. And she took she she took one for the team yesterday, and, and look, she got her her reward. Uh, joint captain, um, she was you know she was immense. But again, just doing mm. enough for the team. And speaking of your joint captains, we have to mention Fiona Tuig as well. I mean, player of the match, one three, came up with that goal when you needed it. She's really excelled for you this year as well. She has. Uh, look, we all know Fiona. We we know Fiona for years. Um, she was on the panel last year. Um, she's she's a great character herself, Millie. You know, they're two the best best friends, and that's why we gave them the joint captains this year. We just felt that there was a great dynamic there between both of them. They're, they're both adding different characteristics to the to the captaincy. Um, but Fiona, every game, like eight points against against the Prairie the first day, she's she's the person you go to when when the chips are down. And Fiona, Fiona like she, she, she started centre forward, we moved in full forward, she was in corner forward. She was all over, all over the forward, taking punishments, taking beatings, and, and and popping up, getting scores when we when we needed them. You know, she was, you know, yeah. full captain, captain fantastic, both, both captain fantastic and captain Marvel, we call it. And yeah, like as you said, Donny, you've retained your All Ireland title and it, it didn't come easy, but 
there are a lot of people in the background, your management team especially, but also your sponsors that you'd just like to say thanks to, I'd imagine, for, for, for a fantastic year in the All-Ireland Championship. Yeah, yeah I would. Like, obviously, next year, our main sponsors, uh, main sponsors are Cockermorgie, and they've, you know, they've put a lot of money into us in the last number of years. Um, hopefully, they continue uh, going forward. You know, anytime we, we need anything, there's no no question. Um, the, the, the funds are there, and the, the county board have been very good for us this year. They gave the girls the jerseys, commemorative jerseys that they wore yesterday, that they're allowed to keep. They'll be you know, brilliant for the girls. Um, also, you know, it sucks. It's, uh, you know, it's like, we must thank the county board for all their help. Um, man, they, 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 look, the backroom team, there's John um, Loney, Matthew Sullivan, um, Michelle Gould, Kate O'Neill, Steve O'Mahony, Roberta Crowley, you know, and Darina, our board representative, has been unbelievable as well. Very helpful. Um, and again, that's what it takes to, 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 to retain or win in all Ireland. Well, it's been a long year. It's been the most difficult of years, Donny, but we've been there pretty much every step of the way. It's not over yet. We'll be talking to you again. But look, on behalf of everybody in the Big Red Bench and in the Women in Sport podcast, we're absolutely delighted for you and for all those under-16 players. Hearty congratulations, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Thanks, Gerard. Much appreciated. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. A superb second half display saw Cork reach the TG Car All-Ireland LGFA Senior Football Championship quarter-finals following a 6-14 to 1-10 victory away to Tipperary last Sunday. Amid sweltering conditions, Ify Fitzgerald's side hit Tipperary for six goals and could have had more before reaching the last eight of this year's All-Ireland Championship. After the match, I got reaction from Cork players Orla Farmer, Anya Terry O'Sullivan, Keir O'Sullivan, Libby Coppinger, Laura O'Manny, and first, returning from long-term injury, Mornabi's Darren O'Sullivan. Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled, to be honest. Um, when I got the operation, I had the 17th of July kind of in my head. Um, the physio and doctor kind of told me to pick a date and work back from there. So I was delighted, absolutely delighted, just to be able to do the warm-up and talk out with the girls today. And then the added bonus of actually getting 15 minutes um, on the pitch as well um, and getting the victory. So it was all positives from today for me. <laughs> that first clash, that first, it ended up in a free against you anyway, but like that first <laughs> kind of contact... Was that important just from a mental side of thing? To be serious, from a mental side of thing, if you bought a long injury, just getting over that first clash, that first physicality, knowing you can go on. I mean, you, you bombed on after that. I mean, you scored a goal, you created a lot of chances. It obviously didn't inhibit you. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, whatever you do on the training pitch is different to match day. Um, I thought I had loads of time in the ball. The next thing I looked up and she was there. Um, I had two ticks under my belt after about five minutes. Um, but look, happy to come out of that tackling tackle there. And there was a lot of hard hits. Um, and as I said, you do just want to get minutes under your belt and in championship football, you can't, nothing compares to it really. And just from your own point of view as well, scoring a goal, your manager's obviously very happy to see you back out here today, but from your own point of view, not alone just getting on getting on the score sheet for a forward, someone like you, you want that, that's what you want to be doing. Yeah, to be honest, um, I'm okay if I don't score, uh, that's honestly, I, I think all the girls are like that, um, it is nice to get your name on the score sheet, but if you can assist or help your team in any way, genuinely, I think that's how we operate. Um, um, you see there there's chances on and the girls will give the extra pass to try create that goal chance um, and I think that will take us far this year um, we've a very unselfish team and I think um, hopefully that will stand us Now you've a bit of a gap to the next game it's either, probably either Waterford or Tyrone we don't know for certain yet but there's a bit of a gap to that that's better again for you because it gives you a chance to rehab your injury but also you've got that little bit of match sharpness underneath the belt now that'll be crucial coming into that game Definitely yeah um, I suppose training over the next couple of weeks now will be tough we'll play a few AVBs hopefully get a challenge match in um, um, but we do have a lot of a lot of injuries, so we need to get the balance right between training hard and you know recovery 
and all that. So um, next couple of weeks, as you saw there, the five subs who came on made a huge difference. We have five other girls who are unavailable today, so there'll be huge competition for the starting 15 come Waterford or Tyrone. Uh, Laura O'Mahony, one of the one of the best sights today was seeing yourself come onto the pitch after such a long injury layoff to come on playing the All Ireland Championship against Tipperary. First of all, how are you feeling? Oh look, it's rosy outside there, but I won't complain about being able to get a few minutes today because look, I've been out for nearly a year now, so I'm delighted to finally get on. I was on the panel last week and I didn't get a run, but today now I was delighted, to be fair. Yeah, hot conditions, tough conditions to come into and a really tough opponent in Tipperary, but once you got those second half goals, things went your way. Uh, sure, look, like Tip have always kind of put it up to us. The last We've had them in the league, we've had them last year as well, but it always seems for us that we kind of, I don't know, we're slow to get off to start and it takes a good 15 minutes or more to get into the game but once you kind of get into it there's no stopping us really and in the start now we did miss a few goals but look yeah. we got them in the end so that's all that matters good news for you because there's a lot of competition for places as you already know but like you came on you made it you made it you made your presence felt and like whenever that next game is against either Waterford or Toronto now you're in the wrecking yeah look hopefully that's what I always try and do anyway it was very hard the last couple of weeks now to try and get up to match fitness there's a big difference between mm. match um Training. Yeah, and matching training and just to kind of get in there now and fighting for the place here. There's a load of people, even like the competition there now. Erica stepped up last year when I got injured and look, it's great that it kind of pushes everyone on, you know, that way. And like for your own self, no after effects or anything, it's good to see the leg is holding up. And I mean, if you're from the mental side of things, that are about the injury, that's important. Yeah, exactly. Look, you, you can do all the gym work and the running and things in, the, um, in rehab, but when it comes to it, you kind of have to have your head turned on and it's different as well when you're out for a year and trying to get your head back in the right space and things when you're out for so long Well there's a lot of happy people in Cork and down in O'Donovan Ross as well <laughs> seeing you back with a red jersey on Yeah look they're great down there they'd always be asking me how I'm getting on and they're delighted I'd say to be to see me back now and I played a club game a few weeks ago just to try and get my match fitness up as well and look it's great great finally to be back uh, Kira Sullivan, it looked extremely hot out in that pitch today and I can see from the after effects of players coming off the pitch that was the case. Um, but a good test, but uh, good to play in these conditions too. Yeah, it was extremely hot. I suppose we kind of had you know, good signs of it during the week so tried to prepare as best we could in terms of hydration and that and staying out of the sun and it all helps then when it does come to a match like that. It was very, very tough but I suppose it was no different for Tipperary so a good tough game which will again hopefully stand us going forward. Um, tough opponents, tough markers and that first half you couldn't get away from them scoring burst in the second half did it for you but they were there with you right up to half time yeah we couldn't get away from them but my player did get away from me and, and got they, they got a goal off it so like loads to learn um, and look back on but I suppose we we stuck with it for the first half then you know emptied our bench in the second half Libby Duran um, Laura Manny great to see Laura Duran back after injury like the, the panel really is there and the competition for places is there and it keeps us all on our toes going forward now for two weeks of training Libby Coppinger, from your point of view, um, you've been very busy lately between football and camogie, obviously, but days like today, I mean, playing these conditions, nothing beats match fitness, fitness, I would imagine, despite all the training sessions you're doing. No, definitely not. I think no matter, um, like you said, no matter how much training you're doing, a match is just a different story. And like, even just coming on to that pace of the game, it was it was crazy and just to get yourself up for it. Um, but no, it was great. It was great to get the win. I think we definitely, like everyone left everything out there on the pitch and um, people that came on, 
did that as well. So it's um, it was a great result and made hard work of it. But look, that's there's going to be tough games at this stage. There are, especially in these conditions, for you, very impressive coming off coming off the bench. You when you come, like you have to make an impact and you have to make your time maximise the minutes that you've got. You've done that this year. Now you'll be hoping, looking ahead in a couple of weeks' time, some competition for places. But you're in the mix there again to start with forwards. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's the case. It's you know we have people that are going to slot into any position. Um, so you just kind of want to look for any spot that's open and there isn't too many but um, yeah it's great great competition for places and that's what you need to be able to push on at this level if someone's not pulling their weight someone else can come in and do the job so Good to see your fitness as well no injuries or any niggling injuries because you've been hampered by those in previous seasons at full flight for both Cork Camogie and football this is where you want to be this time of year Yeah touch wood it's been um, all good so far the last couple of weeks um, I think it's been a good you know we've been on the trot now the last two weekends yeah. at least with football we're off next weekend um, but it's busy it's, you want to be busy at this stage um, so yeah we'll just look forward to the next day and put in a good session on Wednesday again Right Orla Farmer first of all congratulations on a very very impressive victory over Tipperary first things first how hot and how difficult were the conditions out there today Jeez, I'm good it's so hot yeah <laughs> I can tell um, yeah no look it was tough um, I suppose you know the conditions are really really hot and I think um for both sides really and um, look the first 10 minutes 15 minutes it took us a while to get into it um, just to, to get a, a feel for just the heat and, and, and the day that it was but um, I think it was the same for both sides really um, and I think look we, we drove it on in the second half really um, and kind of settled in after the first 15-20 minutes um, and look a credit to the subs as well that, that came on and you know did the job and finished it out with the goals as well um, but all in all she's the my God, I don't think I've ever experienced it. I don't, I don't think we're used to this yeah. at all. No. Um, and it's just trying to adjust the bodies and trying to adjust mentally as well, I think, yeah. with the heat. Um, as I said, it was the same for Tipperary. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, it's a rare occasion we're going to get this heat. <laughs> so, for you, Annie, I mean, like the conditions, I mean, you had to adjust while in Tipperary were in your faces for most of that first half. But when you got your scores, the two side goals, I think, kind of changed things. Yeah, definitely. Like, we knew it was obviously going to be, you know, a tight contest or a very good side. I know they probably had a poor league campaign, but uh, they obviously have a lot of injuries too. But yeah, when we came out in the second half, we kind of uh, we got two like quick goals and the momentum was at us then. And I think we never kind of uh, rested in after that. It was just uh, try to score as much as we can, really. And I think. Uh, we did get we got a good few scores on the board in the end. Looking forward to the break now because there is a bit of a break before you played or Waterford or Sean. Yeah, definitely. We've two weeks now, so uh, I suppose it's been kind of fairly. Um, you know, it's been very busy year. It's, it's great though that all games are so quick. I think that's what everyone wants. But uh, we'd definitely be looking forward to the to the rest now, especially after today. Um, as Orla said, we're not used to these conditions, so uh, we'll look forward now to a few days recovery. The big red bench. Game on. Saturday and Sunday from six pm. Ify Fitzgerald was content with his Cork senior LGFA side's performance in seeing off Tipperary in last weekend's TG Cahar All-Ireland Championship. The Cork manager was delighted to see some players return from long-term injury, as well as an impressive second-half showing from last year's All-Ireland runners-up. But first, let's hear from Cork's head coach Paddy O'Shea about his county's latest victory. OK, Paddy O'Shea, obviously a big win for Cork today, but that first half you were put up, pinned pin to the collar. I mean, Tipperary went toe-to-toe with you. Was it those two save goals that really kind of turned in your favour? Uh, yeah, I think credit to Prairie, as you said, they, they really put us to the pin of our collar there in the first half. We knew they were going to come at us in the first half. They weren't just going to leave us comparing walk all over them all. So uh, they were full of energy, started the game with the heat and everything else. We questioned how long they could maintain that energy. Um, we kind of had an idea that we'd wear them down eventually, but 
the the chances we missed in the first half just 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 built on their energy really they like they might have been dying down then we missed chance at a chance and that kept their energy levels going for that bit longer like so it wasn't until the second half when we started to get you know getting those crucial scores that they died off of it uh, great to see the players who've been out with long term injury like so Laura Manny Darren O'Sullivan coming in and making an impact great to see the subs coming off the bench and not relent not taking a foot off the gas that's what you want yeah, look, the, the, the panel strength, it's its just become more and more evident over the last month or so. Uh, when the week of this game, we lost uh, Maura O'Callaghan, Orla Finn, and then just before the game, Breed O'Callaghan. And not just not just fantastic and big players, but big characters in the dressing room. Yeah. Then you're bringing Laura Manny back in, as you mentioned, you're bringing Darren back in. Yeah. Anya Terry plays her first uh, full game in a long, long time. And then the subs up off the bench. Again, I would say... Maintained and even rose our energy levels in the second half, which is what we wanted. Yeah, um, you've got two weeks now. I said to Evie, that's good for you because it's a chance for injuries to heal, but also a chance you now to take stock of where you are. This is where you wanted to be at that time of the year into a quarter final, but with options. I mean, there's players injured, but they're coming back. Those ABB games are going to be pretty intense, I'd imagine, over the next fortnight. Yeah, well, we have two weeks now. Uh, I'd say after training, we'll press the reset button for Wednesday night training. Yeah. This week will be hard from a physical point of view, from you know, uh, within the group ourselves, that we'll be able to push them this week to an extent. We'll know next weekend who we play in yeah. the quarter-final. We'll spend a few hours talking about them and discussing them, and then all the focus could be back on ourselves for the, for the second week. And I would imagine next weekend we'll play some sort of um, in-house game and that the girls, listen, the girls know as well as anybody else that there's huge competition in the panel, so that'll be a really interesting game. Evie Fitzgerald, congratulations. Thanks. Impressive win. What was the mo- what was the thing you were most happy about having come here and won? I think we, we never gave up. We, ne- we we never let up. You know, or, you know, we were going as strong as the finishes. We were at the start, and you know, the conditions out there today were very very difficult. I think it's twenty six or seven degrees there. So, um, as well as that, the strength of our panel, we were able to bring on Darren and Abby O'Mani and and Laura O'Mani, you know, and give them some championship time, which was absolutely fabulous for us. Um, and you know, the, the girls that are back from long term injuries, like Marie Ambrose, she was a revelation again today. So, um, you know, tip her up to us for for particularly the first half. Um, and yeah, I think we were two points up at half time and we, like we had t- spilled an awful lot of goal scoring chances yeah. um, but once we got the first couple of scores the second half I think there was only one team in it and we really drove on from there and you know when we started making changes the girls that came on were really yeah. um, trying to make a mark for themselves and you know that, that led to us being you know even more ruthless so I think we got six goals and we could probably have had ten or twelve to be honest but that's good once we're creating chances out of mind you know so the attitude what, what the most pleasing thing for me today was the attitude and we got through the game not without any really injuries you know we, we lost Finn last week and, and um, Mara Callaghan and we lost Breed O'Sullivan just before the game today so they can be disruptive but I think the strength of our panel we're, we're confident enough and you know we have a strong panel and we're always saying that you know and that we, we worked during the league to get girls game time so Katie came in today and it was a seamless transition really um, you know Farmer came in for her first her first championship game today of the year so all in all thrill and ter- obviously to have Terry back you know she took her a while to get going there in terms of, of getting to the pace of it but you know, I thought in the second half she sprayed a lot of a lot of ball around, and you know, and Skelly has been absolutely excellent since she's yeah. come back. So all in all, we're we're thrilled. It's just fingers crossed now that we can keep everybody fit and 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 focus for the next two weeks. I think we've all of our Tyrone in two weeks' time, so it's nice to have the break next week. So yeah. we can we can you know we can train hard this week and and, and really focus on on what's from now on is is knockout. So um, but thrilled with the you know to get through this stage of it now and this phase of it and, and into the quarterfinals where we want to be. Um, 
you mentioned there the players that came back the fact that you have a clean bit of health coming out with relatively so and you've those Mara you've Breed and you've Orlers come back if you're heading into a quarter final in a couple of weeks time what you want is every option available to you as a management team it looks like you might have that now and is the rest in between I know you'll be playing AB, AB games but is the rest in between though, that, that gap now even more vital I think it is yeah we, we've worked so hard over the last like we were you know people were saying the cock had a nice group and Mead but you saw how hard difficult oh, yeah. Mead were last week and he Mead, Mead could take a lot of scalps to be honest yeah. about it yeah. and Tipperary and their home patch they have Freud they have some very very good players you know the the, the they're they're physical you know they're very strong they're very mobile and they cause us a lot of trouble in the first half running at us you know the Kennedys were very very strong Norla Dwyer you know her fitness levels are phenomenal now after coming back from Australia so um, and fair play to them they, they really showed pride in their jersey today but um, but I think the longer the game went on you know the more it looked like we were going to take over you know and we pride ourselves on our levels of fitness and I think that showed really there today um, when you, we drove on from the half back I mean Erica was relentless in the second half um, Melissa on the other side um, you know so all in all you know we're very pleased with the performance and um, there's things of course we can we can improve on and you're always going to say that but I mean the, the one thing that, that this group has is character and abundance you know no matter how things are going they'll always give it their all and that's all I can ask from the, from the group I'm absolutely thrilled with them you know, there's a lot of you know we have experience but there's a lot of young girls in there as well and it's nice now that they've, we've been able to, to give some of them an opportunity to, to sample what championship football is like Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM It's been a busy time for Cork LGFA under 14 manager Lisa Walsh and her management team the youngest of the county's inter-county footballers are getting ready for their upcoming Munster Under-14 Championship against Tipperary and Kerry. Lisa joined us on the Women in Sport podcast to outline how Cork's preparations have been going. It's not long now until you begin your Munster Championship campaign. Can you just tell us when that starts and the format of this year's Under-14 Championship? Yeah, so um, basically um, there's three teams in the A um, league really um, in Munster. So you're looking at Kerry, Tip and Cork. Um, so they're doing it um, with us playing both uh, having two matches each before the Munster final so um, the format for this year is that uh, our first game is out against Kerry on the 27th of July and that's uh, in a Cork venue um, I think we're fencing in Aerobe for that um, and then the next game will be the following week on the 3rd of August and that's against Tipperary and that's uh, in Tip uh, at the moment and then the top two teams will go ahead to the A final and the bottom team will go into the B final then with one of the B teams the top B team actually Excellent stuff so I mean the format you know who you're playing you know when you're playing but you have been extremely busy um, since the odd clear was given to go ahead with an under 14 Munster Championship this year how many players did you and your management team have to look at and um, before you settle on that final squad? Yeah so the, the uh, interest was a um, huge uh, again this year so and obviously the, the talent so what we did was we broke it into divisional um, trials so we went to each division the four divisions in Cork and we from there we selected girls out of each division and um, we were looking at over 320 girls um, uh, on day one so um, after the divisional trials we broke it down to about 100 and then them 100 then were represented by the four divisions they came back for a further uh, trial two trials and we had to get down to a panel of 30. It was extremely hard, I suppose, because um, we had never seen these girls before. At this level, it's it's different in, in the higher age groups because the girls would have played inter-county. Again, with COVID and restrictions, we were limited to um, seven-a-side games. 
but um, I was just lucky that I have a very good management team behind me this year but um, to select girls we could only really select on the 7 side till we got the all clear to go to uh, 15 aside games but our, the time was ticking um, it is a short year so there was a lot of work put in for the first few weeks um, we've picked 30 um, to represent Cork this year and out of that I think we're looking at 25 clubs so um, there was a lot of work obviously because the girls there was a lot of girls coming from clubs on their own that you know for gelling and getting to know the, the team and so so um, from there we looked at training twice a week uh, over the last few weeks into probably the middle of June and we've had a few games uh, challenge games against other counties and um, it's all gone well so far Excellent stuff. That's incredibly difficult, though, from a management point of view. It's one thing to get the time to look at the girls, see them in action, give them a fair shot at it. But the restrictions that have been put in place and the disappointment that, you know, no All-Ireland Football Championship this year. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, that's still very disappointing, I suppose, um, especially when um, other organisations are going ahead with All-Ireland. Um, for the girls, look, the Munster final is a huge um, would be huge success to win but um, we, we were hoping that somewhere along the line the restrictions would be lifted further and we would get in the extra game or two for the All-Ireland Series but unfortunately that's not what's happening at the moment um, And just from your own point of view Lisa obviously there's a lot of talent and a lot of very very good players in the whole county there always has been coming through the ranks from under 11 and under 13 how important is or have in the previous years the summer development programs I know it's something you're an advocate of those development programs and training programs throughout the summer how important are they for younger girls between the ages of 11 and 13 before they hit this uh, inter-county under 14 setup? I, I, I think I think um, it's, it's the only way to really go I think that at the moment obviously this year is different than all the other years but going forward like I think girls you know they're, they're at 11, 12 even 13 you know it's huge to be a part of these academies and development programmes um, we've tried to get them up and running this year unfortunately again with the restrictions the LGFA have put in front of us um, that won't be happening so um, it'll be next year but like again I think that to benefit the development of players um, outside of their clubs the clubs are doing huge work but this is kind of a step up before they, they go to inter-county um, trials or you know training etc and just finally Lisa obviously you're looking forward and the players must be really looking forward to these upcoming games it's good that you've got a minimum of two games before you hit a Munster final what are you hoping for from those games themselves? Um, so again again like it's, it's, it's unlike every other year that we we would know exactly from playing these other um counties that we'd know what we know what kind of players they have what kind of style we're actually very going into this blind because um we ha- we don't know what Kerry have or we don't know what Tipperary have so we're, we're we're very i suppose conscious of that but we have kind of our own structure in place the girls are you know gelling better together now over the last few weeks we played Waterford uh, only yesterday and we, we got a huge score again the two games prior to that we played Kildare and Mead and there was a huge score from Cork so scoring wise I think we're doing very well um, it's just a few technical uh, details that we're working on now coming up to the, the championship The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm The Cork Under 16 LGFA panel began their Munster Championship campaign away to Tipperary yesterday evening Ahead of that clash, I caught up with the under-16 manager, Dennis Mulvihill, to find out how the squad's preparations have been going and what their hopes are for the upcoming provincial championship. I suppose, Darren, under the circumstances, it's been a tight uh, preparation period for us. We've only had five weeks, I think, with the girls, seeing as everything kicked off so late. Um, but overall, look, we're happy enough. Um, you're probably aware we have quite a few dual girls this year. There's seven in total, so they won their All-Ireland yesterday, which is great for them. 
Um, so we've been trying to balance them being released and so forth and trying to run friendly games. It's, it's not been the ideal preparation, but at the end of the day, we're happy with that. Yeah, has this been, I mean, from your experience, Dennis, a, a certainly at inter-county underage level, has it been managing workloads? Has that been kind of the buzzwords that have been going around an awful lot, whatever about preparations? Without doubt, because I'd say when we're talking to our girls, most of them are out five, six nights a week, which is mm. too much. You know? It's just um, they can't sustain it. And we're seeing a few injuries coming into us, uh, thankfully not too many, but um, and tiredness now with the heat now in the last few days, you can see it, they're starting to get fatigued a little bit. So while it's great, everyone putting everything in and trying to get it done as quickly as possible, it's really, in my view, the club could have been spread out over a longer period of time. They've no right through to November, technically, or December, if they wanted to spread things out a little bit. You know, but um, it's very condensed, and to me, it can't be good for the girls. You know, it's just too much on for them because a lot of these are good girls, so they're not only playing their own age group; they're playing minor, they're playing probably junior, intermediate, or even some of them are playing senior. So there's a lot of league games going on in, in that area as well across the board. So it's been um, outside of. Camogie or some work in other sports it's um, it's been difficult but look it is what it is we're happy to have it on at the end of the day Yeah that's the thing as you said with Covid it's been incredibly difficult for inter-county managers everywhere just even to sustain that level of of, of preparation that you'd normally be used to but what's, what's the commitment been like from the squad what's the and how are the girls coming into this game now it's on Wednesday night which is last night or our podcast goes out on a Thursday but you'd be hopeful of a victory there Look We'll always go in hopeful, but at the same time, we have to be careful because there never has been a lot between Tip and Cork over the years. Uh, you even saw the senior game the weekend. They were nearly level at halftime. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's, like Tip has come on a long way in football, um, ladies football in the last few years. So, um, Well, we've probably always done well against them. It has never been a walkover or something where you could throw on 15 of the squad players. It's never been a game like that. Um, so we'll have to just treat it as a championship game which is what it is and see where it goes for the first 30 minutes or so and see where we're at um, thankfully the round robins are unlimited if we can get girls to get a bit of game time and a bit of time to wear a red jersey all the better but our priority will be on winning it because this could come down to points mm. God forbid if we were to win against Tip and Tip managed to take Kerry and vice versa you could be down to points scored so you have to be careful you know you have to cover every eventuality and uh, I mean, much like your other under fourteen counterparts and your minor counterparts, you don't really have a lot of form or any kind of a form guide to go on when you're going to play Tipperary in Tipperary because there's been no lead up to this particular game. So it's very much everyone's starting from cold. Yeah, look, even for us, we had a few challenge games. We played um, Castlehaven junior team there, which is a fine side. Uh, we played Mead. We went up to play Mead. We played Waterford, but. For most of those games, about a Castlehaven game, um, I think we had our full squad. We didn't have the Camogie girls only for about 30 minutes in Mead. We didn't have them at all for Waterford. So um, it's been difficult, but at the same time, we've got as much game time into the girls as we could. Do you know what I mean? Um, we're probably having as good a game at training than we're going to get anyway at the moment. So Yeah, I was, was going to say that actually. That's a fe- It seems to be a feature at senior level, which we keep going back to with Evie Fitzgerald, that the the depth of talent now that he's got available to him. But you're, you're pretty much in the same boat. There's a lot of experienced players here, sorry, experienced inter-county players that would have come through the ranks. And there's also a lot of very, very good club players. So, I mean, those ABB games probably tell you more than, than anything else. I agree. It's um, when we have them all, because we were limited to 30 this year. So, with injuries and some of the girls standing out for different training sessions and stuff due to games because they've had their all-earned series on every week. Um, 
we've done probably 12 and 12, 14 and 14, that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? But mm. again, the standard is really good. The depth in the squad this year, more so than any other year, is really strong, um, which is great to see. Yeah. yeah, and just finally, obviously you're not taking your eye off the Tipperary game. You have a Kerry game coming fast on the tra- down the tracks once this game is completed. But look, you want to get a performance first, Dennis. We said it the last couple of years that we've spoken to you on the podcast here. Performance first and hopefully the result will take care of itself. Yeah, look, we need to come out of the traps quickly on Wednesday night. If we can do that and take care of this result, it technically nearly puts you into a monster final, which relaxes a little bit of pressure for the Kerry game. Mm. It becomes like, a, depending on how Kerry, because Kerry are playing Pip the following week. We have a week a boy that week. Um, so we'll have a good idea after week two whether it's ourselves and Kerry game is a, a kind of a dead rubber game or whether it's going to be show your hand game or not show your hand game. It could be one of those games, do you know what I mean? But... Um, but at the same time, look, it gives us three games, uh, which is we didn't think we were going to get that at the start of the year. So, and hopefully we can get to it with the way the numbers are going now. Nothing else happens that we can hopefully get it over the line between this and the twenty or twenty second of August. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.